Alex, when they tell you that you can get a VIP pass to go to a Halloween or a haunted house, mm-hmm. get the get the VIP pass. Get the VIP pass. Why? Why should I get the VIP pass, Patrick? You should get the VIP pass because they hide the lines mm-hmm. in tents, so you don't actually know how long the line is until you go in, and you assume, well, these big tents, they must be things that you can do in there. Mm-hmm. They must be attractions. Because I've already waited an hour in line for a ticket, I can't. I can't imagine that the, all of those things are lines inside. Because if you buy the VIP pass, you can bypass all of those lines. Right. But if you don't buy that, you realize that you are about to be herded into three different tents that account for another two and a half hours of waiting. And it's you can't go. You can't go back and be like, I'd like to upgrade to the VIP pass. And you've already spent the money on the pass, and now you need to wait in this line. And suddenly it's 12.45 and you're still not in the haunted house yet. Buy the VIP pass. That's a real, real bummer. Because we noticed at the end of it that if you'd bought in the VIP pass, you don't have to stand in any of that line. And this is on top of other mistakes we made, which is we didn't buy the tickets online because I didn't know how many people were going. Like, until very close to when I was leaving. And... So well, whatever, you just buy them there. Or, like, I'll just, you know, they got a mobile site. I'll just, you know, buy them, you know, in the car and, and we'll we'll be done. But they they don't let you – you can buy them online through your phone, but they will not scan them through your phone. What? You have to print them. And, I you know, I think the reason they do that is because when I got there, the lines are so crazy. I think it's a form of crowd control. I think if everyone got there and then was purchasing it on their phone – and was scanning them in line. Uh, you know, the line that was already crazy long would be even longer if they were being convenient. <laughs> so, oh, their way, their way of getting. But it was awesome. Yeah. I, so, so how how was the haunted house itself? You went to a great. place that was like uh, a little way south of, of of where you live, I think. Or yeah, a little, little so forty five. Yeah, it was like 45 minutes south, uh, and it's called Statesville Prison. It's near this place called Joliet, Illinois, in the middle of effing nowhere. And it was good. Like, I mean, it wasn't just, like, people popping out. I mean, it was a lot of that because it's a haunted house. But mm-hmm. super high-quality props. Like, uh, like they they had two different sections. They had a, uh, a, uh, a prison, sort of insane asylum sort of thing, and then the City of the Dead, which was, like, this cave-like structure. And it's just incredibly high quality props. You felt like you were going through movie sets. Uh, right. I'm sure if you like could actually see it in the night of day, like the the light of day, it might look pretty cheap. But I'm sure that's how a lot of that stuff is, which is pretty ragtag. And they had the, they had this really great moment where one of the first things you come across is you you walk in front of a a school bus that they've shoved inside of their their setup, mm-hmm. and there's one of the one of the prison inmates hitting the the horn and scaring the shit out of you as you walk by and then when you loop around and you're finishing like the last thing that you do is you walk through the bus and you get to watch the people that are coming through in front of the bus and watch those people get the shit scared out of them as the horn goes off oh, that's it's terrific. very it's very cathartic <laughs> as you've gone through the beginning and had the the shit scared out of you and they also had this amazing moment where uh, they put you through like these like sheets that are I think having like fans blown at them from the left and right. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to push through the sheets and like push them out of your way. And one of them is black and one, and it goes on for what feels like a full minute. 
where you can see nothing around you. Oh, dear. You have no sense of, mm. of where this ends. And it's, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Like, yet the wait was terrible. I would have happily paid an extra $15 a ticket to not do any of that. But having done it, goddamn, uh, I forgot what a real haunted house is like. The VIP pass is an important thing I learned. I learned that a couple of years ago at a, uh, they, they do a barbecue, like, festival during the summer. Uh, one, of the, one of the main areas in Manhattan, uh, Sam and I usually go. And the first year we went, it was like, oh, we'll just get the regular passes. It's fine. You wait in line. Different barbecue, you know, restaurants want to give you their food for cheap, so you do it. Mm -hmm. The lines are like an hour and a half just to get like a pulled pork sandwich. But if you get the VIP pass, which is just literally like maybe $30 more or something, you skip every line and you can just eat like everything. And it is... It was it was tragic sitting there like watching people just walk up get a sandwich and then sit like do that over and over and over again while we're still kind of just barely moving through the line. Terrible. Well, it's one of those it's one of those things that when you start out you're like I don't want to I don't want I'm already getting ripped off right. you know I already feel like I'm overpaying like I don't want to over overpay but then suddenly you realize once you get in those lines that your time is such a commodity that I yes this would have been you know it's it's not a, a great analogy but it's. It's like when you go, I barely go to the movies, right? Yeah. So if, when I go to the movies, I want to, you know, go balls out. So it's like I'm going to see Gravity. I'm going to go see IMAX 3D. Like I'm going to go – I'm going to see it the best I can see it. I'm going to pay too much money because I don't do this very often. Right. And I, I, think, I feel like it's the same way with stuff that has lines is the lines, the VIP passes are secretly an incredible value. Yes. They just don't seem like it up front uh, when you – when it seems like you're paying, you know, an extra $20, $30 for – you know, the privilege of, of skipping ahead of people. I feel like we shouldn't actually be talking about this publicly because soon everyone's going to learn that the VIP That's pass true. is the value, and then suddenly the VIP passes will be the giant lines, and then every other person will just be able to kind of walk in and will be the giant suckers. That's how it's going to end true. up. That's true. That's true. So we, we'll we get to the games. I played a bunch of games of the weekend. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. But I want to I want to head this off with the pass. Let's do it. Alex... Shit has been crazy this weekend. And I, I and for the longest time I did not understand why. I did not understand why at all what was going on. Patrick, r recap this a little bit for you because I for everyone because I feel like I came into it late and I was super confused by it for most of that time. I yeah. I got back from the haunted house at like three in the morning and woke up on Sunday, got my coffee, sit down watching NFL pre show, and I'm checking my Tumblr and checking my Twitter and everyone's just like Hey man, what's going on? Hey man, what's going on? I'm like, hey man, I don't know. <laughs> I, know <laughs> I don't know. And so I don't want to get too into the weeds over this stuff, but uh, suffice to say, uh, several uh, members of the media over the weekend uh, were uh, tweeting vaguely about stuff, cryptic uh, things. You know, I cryptic things. You know, I you know, being perfectly honest, I you know, I I don't know exactly what. The issues are for those individuals. You know, one of the things that uh, people should keep in mind uh, when we uh, talk about console launches is that media uh, outlets are bracketed. Mm -hmm. There is a tiered system. Different outlets are treated differently, um, which that that uh, turns into access. That turns into what they get ahead of time or how much they get of something ahead of time. So that you know keep that in mind like you know i don't know how i don't know where we fit in that i don't know where these other outlets fit in that but it is something to keep in mind that some outlets are treated differently than others um 
the, the reasonings behind that, uh, from what I understand, you know, very wildly depends on, you know, maybe they want to target a certain audience that they think that site is better suited for. Uh, they may be targeting more mainstream audience. Like there's a lot that goes into that stuff, right. but, um, and every outlet also has different things that they use to cover or how they cover or why they cover. Uh, some outlets are very specific about, you know, wanting to have reviews of every game. You know, that's not something that we're aiming for. So I think a lot of things that possibly are a concern to other outlets aren't a concern to us. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we want to cover everything. We'd like to have more stuff up, but we kind of go with the flow uh, on that sort of thing. And that and that's sort of just Giant Bomb in general is just sort of, yeah, you know, we'd, you know, maybe there'd be situations where we'd like to be a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, you know, we'll point a camera at a TV screen if it's not going to work, and right. and we'll find a way to make it happen. You know, we're just we're just kind of built that way, but not everyone else is, you know, and other people, other outlets have different aims. Um, but you know, like, you know, Alex, like you and I were talking like without getting too much into addressing very specific concerns, like other than one, for example, the only one I will throw water on is this idea that publishers somehow have control over uh, final review text over some that games. shit like, was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. That, there, is, there is no way that is true. No, I've heard no. nothing to that. That is, that is never something I have heard to be a legitimate or realistic. I've never even heard that as a demand. I'm not going to say it's never happened, because I get you know maybe I guess it's possible. But this like, is not some anything's blanket. possible. This is not some blanket thing that has been mandated upon us for next gen. Like that that entire thing was just a giant load. It was a total load of nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is that is ridiculous and. Um, but unfortunately, I can't. I can't speak to other people's concerns. I, you know, all I can say is that, you know, it's kind of so far so good on Giant Bomb's end, and any sort of problems that we run into, you know, for more more or less, we're gonna sort of deal with uh, privately. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess the one thing I would say that I has kind of bothered me. Um, I know that other outlets have, you know, their their specific needs, but uh, it, I don't blame people for getting riled up. I don't blame people for getting upset. Uh, when all you have to go on are cryptic tweets uh, that don't explain the situation properly, uh, don't give you any sort of context. Uh, and when things like that are said in the run-up to a console launch where everything is wild, where everyone is looking for a reason to bash the other side to justify their purchase, right. where there's not a lot to talk about except all of this bullshit, it, I don't, it's, it's, people in the media should be more careful about how they talk about things. Yeah. Um, and if, if you want to use your public uh, figure status to leverage companies to give you more access or, or whatever it is that you need, uh, whatever it is that is not being serviced on your end, uh, you need to be clear with the readers uh, about what exactly that is. Uh, because it's frustrating to me where I see that and then have to go through back channels just to figure out what people are upset about. And if I have to do that, then the readers have legitimate reasons to be upset as well. So... I don't. I don't blame people, even though it's been blown wildly out of proportion. Um, I don't blame people for running with stuff because that's what happens, you know, three weeks before a console launches. Yeah, and especially you know when you do leave cryptic messages, you know that that make things sound vaguely apocalyptic. You know, even it depend. I I don't know that they even are at all, really. Uh, you definitely leave room for that kind of speculation to blow up, you know, in your face. And I understand. I in my in my head, I'm imagining that that those that were leaving cryptic messages were, you know, not meaning to turn this into a gigantic, you know, public thing. But 
like you said, that's what happens when you have, you know, a large public following that you are speaking to in the vaguest of vague terms. You know, people get really excited and really obsessed about this stuff, and they are going to talk. They are going to yeah. talk, and they are going to come up with the craziest shit you can imagine. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened, apparently. And, and right now, feeding right into the bullshit machine. Yeah. Like, this is what I, this is why I, I, I was two of minds of this before we started the show, was like, A, I don't want to do exactly what everyone else is doing, which is what I'm doing right now, right. which is being vague about vagueness. I'm just feeding into the bullshit machine. But I wanted people to know that I was aware of it, you know, that we were aware of it, that, you know, if we could say more, uh, I guess I would, but it, it's not my business to speak on behalf of other outlets. You know, all, all we can say is that, you know, well, on top of that, I, I still don't really know. I mean, honestly, yeah. I have like a vague idea of what might be going on, which it, if it is that, then it's not that re it's not the end of the fucking world. Um, but beyond that, I still don't really know. I, I think that I think that we have, you know, we've gathered some some understandings. But at this point, we're, we're, we're just speculating as much as anyone else. So I think this this I think we should just end this. <laughs> I think we should just yeah. stop talking about it. It's not even really they... news. I think the chat might have crashed. I can't tell. No, I still got chat going. Okay, it disappeared from the front page. Uh, so hopefully, oh there. Okay, yeah. I think it was just a, a, a weird blip. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I guess I should say, you know, yeah, we'll close this out with. Uh, I wish I could be, I wish I could be more specific. Um, I, I guess what I would say is, if if all this stuff made you worried about your pre-orders, I don't think there's any reason to be, any more freaked out than you are. You yeah. were before the weekend started. I don't think there are any fatal flaws in either machine that uh, you know I'm aware of that you should somehow be afraid of. You know, the the strengths and flaws of these machines before we can get our hands on the final product uh, continue to be as they stand. Yeah. Um. And and we can't. It's hard to say more until we. You know. I mean. And that's also. You know. Like. You know. Feeding into the bullshit machine. Like it's. We're so close at this point. Like. You know, it, it can be a little frustrating, I think, for all people on all sides because, you know, we just want to get those machines and see what this thing actually is. Yeah. Um, for our part, and... we're not really that worried about shit right now. We're just ready for the consoles nope. to show up so we can just start yep. doing our thing. That's it. That's all yeah. we got. It's, it, sounds, it sounds like we're going to be covered on our end, and uh, that's uh, that's all we can really do until we get, uh, you know, closer to being actually to, to do anything with that stuff. All right. So that aside... I uh, just wanted to get yes. that out of the way early. Um, so, you know, people keep that in mind if you at, you know, at, when you're asking questions later in the chat, um, you know, it, you can ask. Uh, but for the most part, I think we're going to kind of put that topic uh, to bed. Um, but feel free to ask plenty thing else in the in the comments. Uh, yes. Did you did you play anything this weekend? I know you said uh, uh, WWE's embargo is up or something like up. that. As of this morning, I did play a little more over the weekend. Uh, mostly this weekend was spent going to Halloween parties, watching football, and kind of doing things other than video games. But uh, yeah, 2K14 is uh, out tomorrow. They moved the embargo. Originally, it was it was tomorrow, but they moved it to today. So I will have that review by the end of today today. Uh, there are a few up on the web already, uh, by especially dedicated people like, say, Dan Reichert. Uh, I will, <laughs> I will say that, uh, uh, for my part, you know, I spent the better part of last week playing through, uh, uh, 2K14. It's the, you know, and, and I, I will say that I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I think it's, it's a pretty good game. It is not, uh, as impressive or exciting necessarily as what last year's game was mostly because last year's story mode edition the whole attitude era thing was kind of like a nice surprise it was something mm -hmm. different and kind of new 
this just sort of builds off that. It, it takes a lot of the, you know, it, and the whole thing is 30 years of WrestleMania, so it's just, you know, matches across uh, the, the WrestleMania landscape done with the same methodology that they used for the, the Attitude Era stuff. So it's a much wider swath, and, you know, it's a much longer period of time they're trying to cover. But there's some good stuff in there. You know, there's a lot of good matches that, that, that people remember as being classics, as well as, like, a few revisionist history classics. Like, you know, okay. stuff... The WWE is very much about revisionist history. It's about, you know, going back and saying something was great, even though everyone clearly hated it at the time. Like, you go back and watch the footage, everyone's booing, not because they hate the people in the ring, but because they hate what's going on. Uh, okay. So there are matches in this game, like, that are things that people genuinely super hated when they happened, but they are presented as, like, these big classic moments, you know, in WWE history, which is sort of annoying, I guess. But that's just kind of the way of things with the WWE and their their method of storytelling. So there are some a few duds in there, but for the most part, I think it's a really good collection of you know historical content. Uh, the only other issue is that it otherwise hasn't changed a whole lot. It's you know it's kind of last year's game with some AI fixes here and there, and you know some additional moves and a, a few tweaks to some of the the various you know extra modes and stuff, but. For the most part, it's it's kind of last year's game, just just fixed in a few key ways, and then built out for the thirty years of WrestleMania stuff, and that's that's about it. But you know, despite that, I did enjoy it because I thought last year's game was pretty good, and this year's game is pretty good too. It just hasn't you know moved forward in a serious, meaningful way, and that's not really surprising considering they changed publishers. It's their last year on current gen. Uh, you know, there's there's like a lot of things that have kind of been lingering for a while that clearly weren't going to get fixed this year because at some point they're going to have to change over to the new hardware and they're going to have to make a lot of bigger changes uh hopefully to to this game to kind of make it something a little bit more palatable to whatever the next generation of hardware is capable of so you know for my part i think this is a totally decent you know kind of last end you know end for the the generation for this this franchise but Man, I'm really hoping they do something kind of drastic and different next year because I don't think another game just like this one, but looking slightly better, is going to cut it exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, Dar on the chat asks, does the game still have the reversal problem? Uh, if he's talking about the endless series of reversals, uh, the the ones where like people would just get into these long loops of constantly reversing moves, it's not nearly as bad. Uh, they changed the reversals so that a lot of them. Like, once you reverse a move, it just does another move. It doesn't go into another hold, so you're not constantly, you know, shifting back and forth between grapple to grapple to grapple endlessly. Um, it's not perfect. There are still, like, weird AI loops and occasional things that get kind of broken, but it's not nearly as broken as last year's game could be when it came to that stuff. Uh, someone asked me on Twitter a relevant wrestling question. Hmm. Mm, it's... Kip Casper asks, ask Alex, after last night's third pay-per-view fuck finish in a row, mm. is is he done with the WWE for a bit? I, what's a fuck finish? A fuck Does finish I mean, is like a it's like a screw job or a, a, a wrestler people like getting screwed over at the end of a big match kind of thing. I mean that's okay. not that's not official terminology. I think he made it like that sounds like the kind of thing like you know, some like random Swedish metalhead would come up. It's a fuck finish, man. <laughs> uh but you know, I, it, but I no, I'm not. Uh, I kind of expected it. I kind of expected the way that pay per view ended was going to be the way it ended. Uh, 
we'll talk about that more on the Power Bombcast this week, week which we are scheduled to record. Um, hey, look at that! There you go. Yeah, good, to, uh, good, good little plug moment in there. Um, but no, I, I look, I wasn't thrilled, but at the same time, it was exactly what I was expecting. I didn't even watch the the uh, the pay per view because I I don't like spending sixty dollars every month to watch what I don't think are going to necessarily be great shows. Uh, so no, I'm not done. I'm, I, I'm curious to see what they do on the show tonight because I, I, I feel like how they handle it tonight is going to determine whether or not I'm okay with the way last night's thing finished, which tends to be how a lot of this pay-per-view stuff it goes. Like, how are they going to progress the storyline past whatever big dumb thing they did, uh, on the show is usually what keeps me interested. The big dumb things are less interesting than the way they progress the big dumb things afterward, if you know what I mean. Right, 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 right. So um, that was a lot of wrestling talk to you, Patrick, who you know doesn't watch wrestling or really know or really care all that much. Which and I, totally I, understand. I interview people about subjects I don't understand all the time. Wrestling is just you know another one on top. Um, so did you play anything else, or is that all you're playing? Because you were, were playing that for for. I was I, that was pretty much it. Uh, I I dived back into Animal Crossing very briefly this weekend just to kind of see if uh, anything. Is there Halloween going. stuff? Uh, I think there's stuff on Halloween. I, there wasn't really much going on when I was in there, uh, on Saturday, but, uh, mostly my girlfriend had been running our town. She was our mayor and she was, you know, kind of keeping track of things, <laughs> but she stopped over the last couple weeks. Things are looking a little scary there. A lot of weeds, uh, we've lost a couple of people. It's starting, it's like, I think both of us are, I think both of us are starting to realize that we might have, we, we may have, a, we have just abandoned our town at this point. Yeah, just move on. Just uh, pull Detroit and just say, oh, not my fault. Fuck it. Gotta We're move out. on. We are out. Uh, I played uh, a fair amount of Puppeteer. How is that? Which I finally got around to. Not as good as I had hoped. Mm. Um, that I came out at E3 extremely... I think both of us came out really excited for that game. Uh, I was into it. I was into what I saw, but I, you know, I've never been entirely sure what to make of that game, just like mechanically. It's not a particularly good platformer uh i wouldn't right. say it's as far gone as little big planet which was a game that i think was incredibly creative but almost completely broken as as a platformer and sort of got away with murder in that respect i just right. never never could uh, floaty physics are okay but though the, that game's physics not great uh, All but anyway floaty. and puppeteer as well let me start with the stuff that i really liked which is that in 3d oh my god like unbelievable unbelievable how good this game looks in 3d like it's you know the storybook nature the way they uh like this sort of i guess paper craft i don't i don't know Mm. how you would describe the visual style of the game but uh, it looks it's just like constantly like i was actually saying like wow wow like it actually it looks it looks really really good in 3d and it's they actually talked up the 3d before it came out and said they were doing some some weird tricks and and i don't know what they did but it looks it just it's if you have a 3D TV and there's really not that many reasons to use it on on games uh, this is not. a game this is a game that you know maybe down the line if you know you pick it was already i think 40 bucks so it it'll, it'll probably head to to cheapville pretty quickly um it's it's an excellent uh reason to to use the 3D on your TV and i just kind of wish it was you know wrapped up in a better game and and part of it is that the game it has a narrative and man it gets really wrapped up in telling it uh, for like these cutscenes that go on for five to ten minutes, but they're not—they don't actually say anything. There's not actually that much of a story happening. It's just all 
it's very elaborate uh, for the sake of being elaborate and, right. and the art is the art's beautiful and, and it's really nice to look at but at some point you just kind of wish you would get back to the game right but then you get back to the game and the game just doesn't make very great use of the mechanics it has like you start out pretty simple where you're just jumping and you're you're getting these masks but the masks don't the masks don't unlock any powers the masks are purely aesthetic and if you hit down on the d-pad you can do like different little dances and stuff like that and sure. those are cute but the powers are actual sort of uh, po- like actual physical power-ups that you're picking up at the end of stages um for so you know you get like a shield that you can block things and a bomb you can throw and at least so far, I'm f- I finished two acts of the game. You get these power ups, but th- you almost never have to use them except in like very, very specific situations. It just feels like the game is giving you more to do without giving you very much to do with them. Right. And it stands in stark contrast to you know, I mean, putting you up against a titan like Mario is is difficult. But you know, when those games exist, it's hard not to think about them in those terms. And it's like when you get something in Mario, like you have very specific and plentiful uses uh, for that power-up. There right. are reasons that the it is the developers put them in the game, and in Puppeteer, it often feels like they're giving you new options just because, ah, this is what these games do, right? Like, now you can throw bombs, and it doesn't feel very meaningful. It feels mm-hmm. very tacked on, and, and when you combine that with the platforming not feeling that great, and, you know, the masks being neat, but all, not all that together impactful. The only thing that they do is unlock bonus stages. Right. So if you have a particular mask at a particular point in the stage, then you can uh, use that mask and then go to a bonus stage. But um, it definitely feels like a game that is very much style over substance. And for a platformer, that is that is a tough thing to stomach because sure. I feel like platformers are very much all about uh, the substance of the platforming and, and the level design and the enemies and the puppeteer just doesn't have a whole lot of that. Yeah, I mean, you can I think make, I'll. T- I was you can make the prettiest platformer in the world. It doesn't matter a goddamn lick if like the jumping doesn't feel good. If the you know the level designs aren't you know attuned to to whatever mechanics they are putting in front of you. I mean, if those Rayman games were a little bit floatier uh, or a little bit more aggressively frustrating in the level design, they they would suffer massively because of it. No matter how good they look. Yeah, yeah, and so. Definitely a game, I think, probably the way to look at Puppeteer is, especially if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, this seems like one of those games that at one point will either go just straight up free. I just rewind, I am surprised this is even a retail game. Sure. Like, I think, it it shocked me when I found out uh, from Sony, when I was like, hey, you know, I'd like to check out Puppeteer, you know, I feel like it's going to be one of those games that's going to be kind of overlooked, and it's kind of up my alley. And they were like, oh yeah, well, we have retail copies. I was like, retail? Retail copies? Like, what? It doesn't make sense to this game. Platformers at retail are a really dumb idea, if you, unless you're one of the big franchises. And we saw how Rayman Legends went. Uh, it's it's a tough market to get into. Sure. So this game should have been just straight up downloadable from from the beginning. Forty bucks, tough proposition. Even though it seems like it's about eight hours, so and there's a lot of value. But yeah, especially if you're going to uh, charge less money at this point, it does seem kind of unnecessary to throw that out there to retail. Like I don't really know what the, the I'm sure there's someone somewhere in an office that is crunching numbers and is, you know, making decisions on whether it makes more sense to throw it out at retail or not. I don't know what any of that reasoning could possibly be, So, I'm, but I'm sure there is a reason for it that we just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So keep an eye on it, especially if it's a 3D TV. I think it's uh, it's very pretty, and especially if it somehow goes free on PlayStation Plus, it would be well worth checking out uh, just for that. But uh, I'm actually kind of surprised flat, you have a 3D TV, to be honest with you. I do, I, my mom does. Like, okay. And, and, and not because she cares about 3D 
It's just that when my parents bought a TV to upgrade uh, like two or three years ago, they were just like, well, you know, we buy a TV every 10, 15 years. Give us something really nice. And sure. I think also at this point, most TVs that you're buying over a certain price point are just 3D at this point. They just it's have just one of those. It's just one of those ubiquitous features that I think if you're paying over 800 bucks, you're just going to get that in, in your TV. Uh, which is sort of in you know in the long term, if 3D is going to get any sort of actual deep penetration, that's sort of the way it was going to have to work. Was just people got it, and uh, you know they, they weren't actually seeking it out. Oh, I guess uh, people are saying in the chat that Puppeteer is on sale this week, starting Tuesday, twenty five dollars or less. Uh, that seems much more palatable. I would play that game for twenty five dollars totally. Yeah. Uh, so and that's I will. that. I played. Puppeteer. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see if I get back to that. I'd like to there see something some else more, but... you were talking about. Over, I remember seeing on the Twitter over the weekend. Device six. Yeah, tell me more about this because I don't know a whole lot about Device six. Device six is the newest game from uh, Samogo Games. They made Your Walk, right? Um, which was a, an excellent game that came out this year. That if you have not played Your Walk, go back and play that first. It's also excellent. Uh, they also made before that Beat Sneak Bandit, uh, which people might be familiar with, which is another uh, pretty decent. Uh, sort of action puzzle game uh, for iOS devices. And Device 6, ah, oh man, tough to describe. So has no, it's nothing like anything else that Smogo has worked on before, uh, only in the sense that it uses the, the f- uses your devices in very interesting ways. So Device 6, it sort of opens like a book. You've got text, and you are scrolling through the text, and... There's like music and sound effects that are kind of going off as you're scrolling through the text to kind of generate a sense of atmosphere. So like, you know, if you're reading like, oh, and, she, and then she proceeded down the stairs, you know, you hear like clump, 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 clump. And if like, oh, and then she turned the corner and da-da, like there'll be music to go with that. And it's all perfectly timed with how you are scrolling. So like it's aware of how you are moving through the text and reading the text so that when those moments do occur, it is... It, it, it happened like they're able to make the triggers happen in the way that like when you would play an actual like 3d game where like you just like cross a certain certain threshold with the character triggers something this is like as you cross the threshold with your finger it triggers something and it's 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 very well done hmm. um so much of the game is built on surprise that i am reluctant to say anything except to say people should just take my word for it um but w- what it does do is it, it's it's sort of a it's a it's a novel with puzzles, mm-hmm. and it's really crazy. Okay. Uh, there's really like it's it's a really really tough game. Like I'm I'm considering trying to write a review of it today, mostly as an exercise because I don't even know how you talk about this game without getting into um, some really crazy territory. But I will say that it's the first game since Fez that, in order to solve its puzzles, I had a notebook out and it's just I can show you six pages of just complete goddamn nonsense. Huh. Like it doesn't, and and in, it, it encourages similar to Fez an overanalyzation of the evidence in front of you. When it turns out, the solutions are pretty banal, uh, but the way that the puzzles are structured encourages you to oh, like just think about it way way too much. Mm-hmm. And and but when you actually solve the puzzles, it's like oh 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 okay, I get how this works, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And it's got a, re- a really great little story that it tells. Probably would take you about an afternoon to finish. It's kind of split into six chapters. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's a game that makes you feel really smart. And this and is primarily uses, this is an iOS thing, right? It's an iOS thing. Okay. Um, 
I played an iPad, but I've heard from folks that the iPhone version is kind of the way to go because you actually spend a lot of time. So the text uh, will kind of start out like a book, mm-hmm. and then it will start encouraging you, like, oh, and she took a left. So you actually physically rotate the device uh, to follow the text. And okay. and so a phone, you especially when you start solving the puzzles, you're going to be going back and forth through what you've seen previously. Um, mo- like rotating an iPhone is just easier than uh, rotating an iPad. Uh, especially uh, if you got a big iPad, those things are kind of heavy and can get kind of cumbersome to do. So um, it's not a horror game. It's more of like a like a mystery novel, uh, sure. I guess is how I would present it. Your walk had some horror elements. And uh, yeah, I would just say it's, it's really tough because I want to say more, but to say anything more uh, would to, to say too much about the game. So gotcha. Device 6, it's only a couple of bucks. Highly recommended. Had so much fun with it. Um, so I, I think people should should check it out. Into it, I will. Uh, I will definitely check that one out. I still need to check out Gear Walk too. Everyone is you. You have raved about that thing for oh. a while, and I, I I need to check that out. Finish your walk before the year is is over. Is I, will I will do say. that. I will play through that before the end of the year. It's very short. It's like like two two and a half hours. I got I most. got I got like three um, hours. I could do it. Okay. All right. Let's see. There's uh there is some news that we can cover before uh if like actual start- news. I would say topics. Okay. Um, so if you want to start uh, jumping uh, into the chat and uh, throwing us some questions, we'll get to some of those after we uh, touch on some of this. But to be clear, these uh, are topics more... that we can actually talk about. These are things that we can actually say <laughs> yeah. to people yeah. publicly. Clearly. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat film director steps aside to avoid a creative fatality. Joystick. That's a... They love Don't their write headlines. headlines like that. They love their Don't headlines. do that. Um... I don't know. I didn't watch. Did you watch any of this Mortal Kombat Legacy stuff? I, watched I heard a people bit, liked it. I watched a little bit of the first season. It didn't do a whole lot for me, but it was definitely like way better produced than you really seemed like it seemed like it had any right to be. Mm. Um, I haven't watched any of the second season stuff at all. Uh, I wasn't really too aware of what was going on with this this new movie other than I'd heard some rumblings that it might be happening. Uh I don't know a whole lot about the guy who is the director that did this. Um you know, so I don't really know. I don't have a whole lot of uh, uh, feelings about one way or the other about all this stuff. I will say that, that you know, the first few episodes of the original Legacy series are not a thing that I really want to watch on a regular basis, but surprisingly competent and well-made for a low-budget, what almost looked like a fan thing, you know, when it started out. So you, you, I think you should actually check that, that those out at some point. They're, they're, they're kind of interesting. Here's the, here's the better question. The more, the more pertinent question. What... Mm-hmm. What do you think of the original Mortal Kombat movie? Uh, I watched it again like two, three years ago, just when it was on TV, I remember. And I remember saying to myself, okay, I want to see if this actually holds up at all. Um, It doesn't especially well, but it is still one of the more basically entertaining, competent video game adaptation movies I've ever seen. I think it holds up better than it you would think it would sure even if it doesn't hold up that well yeah it's not a great movie certainly and some of it looks really 90s dated in a way that only cheap 90s movies can look Um, hey hey wait reptile looked badass when that movie came out those effects do not hold rubber effects do not uh, rubber goro I think Rubber, Rubber Goro. Goro looks, I think it looks Goro. pretty awesome. I think it looks Rubber even Goro. better. Rubber Goro. Rubber I think Goro. Rubber Goro looks even better in 2013 than it looked before. All right. But I think re- stuff like Reptile, I mean, it looked – I remember, you know, I was pretty young at the time when that movie came out. But it looked amazing at the time. But it's just one of those things that those kinds of 
sort of cutting edge effects are just yeah. gonna look like sh- there's just nothing you can do you no. either have to give it the star trek treatment and go back and redo those effects you know later but there's just no way for that stuff to hold up when you're doing when you're dealing with you know like a almost a pure cgi creature um but i i think it's I, that movie was legitimately pretty funny yeah i, I really it enjoyed it like it, it it took itself about as seriously as a mortal Kombat film should i think sure uh, which is to say that I think the games take themselves a little more seriously than they should, and that movie struck a pretty appropriate, I think, B-movie tone, which was like, yeah, this is goofy, but also, like, the actors, I think, sort of elevated the content in certain ways. You know, like, Raiden was so much fun. Like, yeah, what, what it was, um, what it, what, what yeah, who, who was it? It was uh, Christopher, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Lambert, is that how you say it? I don't okay. know. I just, that's how I like saying it. But yeah, Lambert, no, he was, he was fun in it. Uh, the guy... It was uh, I forget they, Raiden was the only character they recast in the second one I think. Everyone yeah, because he was probably same. like he's probably like yeah, pay me more money. So they, and they then you saw then you saw it too and it was like oh god, oh god, do it so bad. I can never remember the name of the, uh, James Remar. James Remar was the one they got for for the second one and he was definitely not as uh, entertaining or fun as as Christopher no. Lambert was in the first one. God, that second movie. Oh god, oh. Is it Annihilation. Yeah. Oh, that's a real bad movie. That's a real fucking. It was bad one of those movie. movies that even when I was younger, when I saw it, you know, when you're young, it's kind of hard to tell if a movie is bad. Like you just don't have enough of a palate to, right. to sort of like make that judgment call. And Annihilation was, I walked out of that going, that, that movie sucked. Like other than seeing like the really lame sort of nods to the franchise, like a friendship. Oh, they were really bad. They were really a, bad. They did a bestiality, or what was it? What those? Is that what those were called? Animality. Animality. <laughs> <Not a> bestiality. <laughs> yeah, God, there was a lot of really bad, bad, just cheap, awful shit in that movie. I, I remember I saw that movie in theaters with my dad because we, we were in that divorce father-son thing where we would do every other weekend, we would, you know, have lunch and then go see some divorce. Oh, and you had to go see out. that movie? And was, there was nothing else out that weekend. And I somehow was like, ah, let's just go see this, whatever. It'll probably be not very good. And then he and I walked out and I was just like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that I put you through that. He he looked shell shocked. <laughs> he looked absolutely shell shocked by by the fact that I had dragged him to this fucking awful Mortal Kombat sequel. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, I brought that up purely so we could talk about that's fair Mortal Kombat. Um, let's see. Oh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, so you played the Stanley Parable. I, I played did. the Stanley Parable. Uh. People have brought this up in my Tumblr, and I think it's it's worth bringing up because it, it touches on some subjects that that we've talked about in the past. But mm-hmm. so there are these uh, these slides in the game uh, that depicted a uh, I haven't seen it in the game, so I have to refresh my memory on, on what exactly it was. I don't know. It was basically like a, a, so I'll, I'll pull up the joystick story. It says. Uh, Within the video, slides show a white man interacting with an impoverished black child from a third world country. In one slide, he's giving the child a cigarette. Another shows him setting the child on fire. Right. Uh, and there was a uh, someone brought that up as a criticism, you know, and said that you know they were, you know, looking to show the game in their class, and they thought this was inappropriate. Um, and and Davy Rendon, who's one of the designers of the game, you know, responded saying, you know what, I think you're right. Uh, I think that you have a point. And you know, although he can't change the voices in the game, he can he can change the slides. And there's uh, a fix coming. I guess a patch, I say, a fix is maybe the wrong word for that. Sure. Um, to address that, and so that this brought up, you know, people asking me about, uh, you know, what is the role of 
you know, is this censorship, I guess. And, and I don't think this is. I think this is a case of a designer soliciting feedback, um, looking at that feedback, saying, hey, this is legitimate. This is something that, you know, I didn't think about, uh, and I'm going to change it and sort of case closed. Yeah. I don't think this is censorship. I, I think it's censorship if he was somehow being forced or cajoled into doing it, you know, against his will. But, I mean, if he's just taking the feedback and going, yeah, you know, I don't really like it either, that you're right, and just changing it, then that's fine. He's the he's the artist, so to speak. You know, he is welcome to do whatever he wants to, you know, his own game. And if he feels like that thing is inappropriate, I mean, for me, it doesn't bother me at all because, I mean, whatever, kid's on fire. But, you know, <laughs> I, other people might be offended by that, and that's fine. And he doesn't think it's, you know, integral to, to being in the game, and, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, off-put people, then by all means, change it. Who cares? By all, do, do what you got to do is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I just I think it's basically sort of a, a non-story because the, you know, the design the designer's not being forced to this. The game has been extremely successful. Had he changed this uh, or, or not changed it, the game would have still been – I mean, like, it's just – I just found it odd that people were like, oh, this is the, you know, this is what happens when, you know, political correctness sort of takes over designs and forces them, forces designers to, to do things against their will. And it's like, I don't think, I don't think this is, this is called feedback. And yeah. then this is called the designer looking at that and saying, you know, this is a legitimate concern or this isn't, and I'm willing to address this or I'm not willing to address this. And I don't, I don't see the issue. Like, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that as being a big deal. I think the, you know, Davey, oh, no. uh, Patrick. Davey Rendon actually, oh, there you go. Oh, sorry, you froze up there for a second. Ah, uh, yeah, that happens to you too. You just okay. gotta just roll with it. Eventually it pops back in. Um, and you know, I think Davey Rendon addressed it, you know, perfectly fine on Twitter where someone asked like, Hey, that censorship, man, don't do that. And he was like, you know, I'm the designer. I get to choose, I get to choose what, what does and doesn't go in the game. And I think that's that's exactly how that should play out. You know, people are allowed to voice their opinion, and then if the designer says that makes sense, they make they make those changes because all this stuff happens behind the scenes. This happens before the game comes out. Yeah. You know, you know, you write something that doesn't work or maybe is offensive, and it gets changed before the game comes out. It's I don't see it being all that different uh, when the the game actually is released uh, except that we get to see and sort of judge whether we think it's appropriate as well but ultimately yeah. the designer gets to choose that yeah and if it were you know in any way like some huge part of the game or something i could see like there being more uproar but it's like a tiny slide in like a small part of you know this compartment of the game like it really doesn't you know make any have any huge bearing on the experience right right uh... all right video games right video games Video games. Oh. Google Plus is freaking out right now. You are locking up like crazy over there, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the deal is. I can hear oh. you fine. Like, your audio is actually coming through, like, totally normal. It's just your face. Weird. Well, Google Plus decided my face ain't worth it uh, no more. Uh, all right, let's answer a couple and of questions. And you're still sitting we'll just... there, just kind of doing nothing, just, just a blank stare on your face. Oh, this is all going to end horribly, isn't it? Up. This is the end. I don't know. This is the end of I don't know what's going on. Scoops and the Wolf. Uh, Everything's falling apart, Alex. There you are. There you are. Oh, God, apart. you're back. Just, we'll just keep rolling. We'll oh, just, just keep rolling. rolling. Yeah. Your network connection is experiencing difficulties. Check your connectivity. I don't know if that's me. I don't know if that's me, Google+. Plus. I'm hardwired. This yeah. shit don't happen when you're hardwired. Uh, let's see. Um... 
Anthony Adam 22 222 asks, mm-hmm. are you guys going to play any of the big new releases this week? Battlefield 4, Assassin's Creed 4, or both? Uh, I may jump into Battlefield 4 at some point. I haven't messed with the beta at all. I haven't really done much of anything uh, with Battlefield since 3 first came out. Uh, I've never been the biggest fan of, you know, multiplayer war games. Not as much my thing. But I'm always curious just to kind of, you know, mess around in those things and see how they go uh, for me, which is usually poorly. Uh, so I'll try that out. I'm not so sure about AC4 yet. Uh, I kind of want to see where people uh, come out on that one before I make a decision as to whether I'm going to play it or not. Uh, 3 did not do a whole lot for me. Uh, and, you know, after reviewing that Liberation and playing through some of that, I'm like maybe a little a little Assassin's Creed out at the moment. But uh, if people have really nice say, things to say about this one, I, I'm certainly open to giving it a shot. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I'm gonna wait. How about wait. you, Patrick? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until uh, we You're can wait. play. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until either like the next gen versions or yeah. the the piece. Uh huh. The stream is falling apart. The stream is falling apart. It's falling apart. I'm gonna it's just, just. It's just a nightmare. We're just gonna end this. I don't even know what's happening anymore. We're gonna end this. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Oh uh, well. This. Well, we had a nice show once. We did. It's we good. did. I don't know Google Plus. I thought you were supposed to be better than Skype Google Plus thought you were better than this lots of things are supposed to be better than skype yeah but, you know, all right well we're not we're you're not okay now you're talking you're good i, can eh, see I know but we keep floating in and out ah can, see there you go you froze again see, uh, see? we're gonna end this all right alex i will i will talk well, to you on friday this is the part where i would normally have to fill time wouldn't i yep not very good at doing that unfortunately just a woo just doing a woo <laughs>